there are so many facts and fiction and mysticism surrounding her life that I'm just going to give it to you all and I'm going to let you decide if she is a secret witch or not. Welcome to Tecon Brujita, where we drink some tea and talk all witchy things. I'm Natalie Rodriguez. Come and flow with me as we jump to today's topic. Welcome. Welcome back to Tecon Brujita. Today, I am excited to bring in Mari Lavu, also known as the Queen of Voodoo in Louisiana, New Orleans. Who was she? Was she a secret witch? And we're going to take a few lessons that we can take into our life from looking into Marie Lavu's life. Brujitas, grab your tea because I have a huge announcement. On December 9th, I invite you to save that date at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We are going to have our first celestial workshop. We are going to unlock the beautiful alchemy of Sash season. Take some insight, have some hands-on activities, and engage with each other. It's an honor to celebrate Tecon Brujita being in its first anniversary. And I'm inviting you, you who truly supports, wants to dive in the energy live with me. I'm inviting you into this first event, and I am super duper excited, okay? So, December 9th. It's a Saturday. It's a new moon in Sash, of course. We're going to be celebrating our anniversary here on Tecum Brujita. Enjoying Sash season from yours truly, a Sash. And so let's just enjoy that energy. So how do you register for this event? I got you. So underneath this episode, you're going to find the link for Eventbrite to register. There are two ways that you can support. A general admission, which is a free ticket. You are welcome to come and it's a free invite. And then there is a special admission ticket. This is a donation-based ticket. Once you purchase this special admission and you donate what you desire, you would be entered into a raffle. And I would pull an Oracle card for you that during our Celestial Workshop. So there are limited space for that option. There's only 10 tickets available for the donation base. If you desire to have a card read by me, channeled message that night, I welcome it. If not, come and vibe and let's learn about Sagittarius, okay? I hope to see all of you that are listening in so sweetly, such brujitas. I hope and come and I want to meet y'all. <laughs> okay, so what am I drinking today? Look, it's a serious topic, but tell me why I have two ginger peach tea bags in this one cup with just such little bit of honey. This, it turned, it turned super dark and spicy, but I guess it's perfect because we're going into that New Orleans, you know, flavor, or maybe I just overdid it. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and dive deep. We're going to dive into the life of Marie Lavu, but before we start, listen, this research for this episode today took the time it needed to take. Let me say it like that. But the time that it took, took longer than others <laughs> because there are so many facts and fiction 
and mysticism surrounding her life that I'm just going to give it to you all and I'm going to let you decide if she is a secret witch or not. So perhaps you've heard of Marie Laveau. We've seen her portrayed in shows like American Horror, where Angela Bassett portrayed Marie Laveau in this adaptation. It's still science fiction. It was horror-based. So let's dive into her life. I'm going to attempt the correct pronunciation of her name. I'm going to say Marie Laveau for quickness because I need to mention her names a few times, but I want to be respectful of the French pronunciation of her name. Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau was a free person of color living in the most colorful city in the United States, which is New Orleans. Marie Laveau was a free person of color living in the most colorful city in the United States, which is New Orleans. An article in the New Orleans Times newspaper, they wrote in April 1886, Marie Laveau was a gifted with beauty and intelligence. She ruled her own race and made captive of many of the other. Marie Laveau was a very interesting woman. And it's mainly due to the fact that we cannot determine if she was truly a saint or a voodoo queen. Because she dabbed in both, she was known to be a devout Catholic. And she actually has been eulogized by the Catholic Church for her help with taking devout care of yellow fever patients. September 10, 1801. Marie Laveau is born to a freed slave woman named Marguerite d'Arcantrell, and she was a mistress to this very wealthy mulatto businessman who was a plantation owner. His name was Charles Laveau. Marguerite gave birth to baby Marie Laveau at her mom's house, Miss Catherine, and this name is important because once baby Marie Laveau was born, she's led to be raised with grandma. Marie Laveau is actually the firstborn free in her family. So this is really impressive because as we dive and explore the question, is she a witch or not? We see that this is another generational breaker in her family and that becomes with its own powers within itself, okay? It is said that Marie's great-grandmother came to New Orleans as a slave from West Africa in the mid-1700s. Now, her grandmother, Catherine, was purchased by a free woman of color and Catherine was eventually able to buy her own freedom and build a small home in the French Quarter where Marie Laveau would live and become the voodoo queen of America. On August 4th, 1819, a young Marie Laveau, like 17 years old, married Jacques Paris, a free person of color from Haiti at St. Louis Cathedral. Her father, who never married her mom, signed documents declaring to be Marie's father and stood at her wedding and signed a marriage contract on her behalf. Her wedding gift from her father was a property that he owned on Love Street. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting. A lot of researchers say that Marie and Jacques did not have children. But however, in the baptism records in the church where they got married, St. Louis Cathedral, it shows two entries for two daughters. The first daughter is named Marie Angelie Paris, baptized in 1823, and Felicity Paris, baptized in 1824. 
They're both listed as the daughters of Marie Laveau and Jacques Pierce. However, in Felicity's records, it states that Jacques Pierce is deceased and there are no death certificates of Jacques Pierce. So this is now where Marie Laveau takes on one of her nicknames, which is come to known as the Widow Pierce. And this is where the records stop for all three of them, actually. Like, there is no records of these two daughters, what happened to them, nor that. Now, some voices and some researchers say that he abandoned her, he left her, but we will never know. Now, a few years later, in 1826, Marie found love again with a very wealthy white gentleman who would spend his last 30 years in common law marriage with Marie Laveau. But due to miscegenation laws, interracial couples were forbidden to marry, and so they were never married legally. In this marriage, Marie has seven children that are accounted for. Uh, some accounts state that they had about 15 children. However, in these seven that there are record for, three of them died during infancy. One of these children, her name is Marie Philomene. Glapian lived the longest of the children and she would eventually be one of many assumed the infamous Marie. So far we're listening and it seems like a solid young woman who got married etc. How does she get to be known as the voodoo queen? So as I briefly told you the Catholic Church eulogized Marie Laveau as a person who was a devout Catholic involved in the Catholic Church ministered to sick people, to prisoners. I mean, it's a beautiful written course. How did she become the voodoo queen? According to other records, Mary Laveau grew up on her father's plantation and became a hairdresser to very wealthy people. And these wealthy women would confide in her, share dark secrets with her. And so she would have all of this information against these very wealthy people like no their husbands having affairs with, etc. Once she meets her second husband, stops being a hairdresser, and she now starts doing different ceremonies in her home. In a newspaper article, this man named John Kendall writes, After dark, you might see carriages roll up to Marie's door, and veiled ladies, elegantly attired, descend and hurry in to buy what the old witch had for sale. An errant fraud, no doubt. But money poured into her lap down to her last day of her evil life. So there's a lot of theories of who taught her. One of them is that her grandmother was an avid practitioner of the Catholic faith and taught her and also had African root religion practices. And her grandmother was the one to pass this down. Another theory is that she was a study under the famous Dr. John. Dr. John is a very eccentric man, and he was known as a herb doctor, a spiritual healer. He was known to have like 15 wives, over 50 children, assortment of snakes and lizards, and bomb scorpions. He had voodoo amulets that offer protection to the wearer. And so in some of the, the stories that I found of her being a voodoo queen was that she supposedly would grab alcohol and spit in her followers face in a way to show dominion and she would 
invoke a snake spirit named Zombie, etc. And another account state that she was actually, she loves snakes and took care of dogs. So on Sundays, there was a law that slaves in New Orleans have a day of religious practice. So then they would come to the market in Congo Square and they would have different ceremonies where Marie Lavu was actually the one leading it. Marie Lavu established herself as a voodoo queen when she began to lead the ceremonies in the Congo Square. And once a year, she established the ceremony of St. John's Eve, where once a year, Marie Lavu would lead her followers and people who were curious down to the bayou, Lake Porsche train, if I'm saying that correctly. During this night, which was the midsummer, which is June 23rd, people would go at nighttime, would wear white, and they would dive into the waters and just be blessed by the waters and connect with ancestors and spiritual and dancing and just having a good time. Now, when I read this, I had to pause for a second. In Puerto Rico, on June 23rd, we celebrate La Noche de San Juan, which is San Juan's night or Eve. And this is a day that Puerto Ricans come out at midnight for nighttime to the beach. And the idea is that you throw yourself with your back towards the sea to have a blessed rest of your year, like a renewal, take away any bad juju or bad spirits or negativity away from your life and just bless you with good luck. And I had to pause because I was like, do I not even know what we do as Puerto Ricans? Is, is this voodoo? so she was the leader for about 50 years she led this ceremony and it still goes on to this day it's actually one of the biggest ceremonies in new orleans and it's still done to this day so that is very impactful now even in death marie lavu remains the most influential person in life and this is because thousands of people seek out her place of rest every year in new orleans some claim that this is the second most visited grave in the United States after Elvis Presley. And just like Elvis Presley's fans, LaVou's pilgrims leave candles, money, and other objects in hope that her spirit will grant their wishes. Marie LaVou was a midwife, a caretaker, devout Catholic. She participated in voodoo practices, provided healing, led ceremonies, huge ceremonies in voodoo religion. In New Orleans voodoo practices. Listen, I suggest you take the time if you desire to know more about her life because this person is so interesting. I mean, when I tell you that there are details that I didn't share, like the hearsays, she was actually the owner of a brothel where wealthy white men would come because they wanted to lay with high yellow prostitutes. I tell you, the stories are wild. And which words are true? Who knows? And I think this is why it's important that we look into the lessons that we can take out of our life. So here are the life lessons we can take from Marie Laveau's life. Number one, live in the duality. To this day, we don't know what is true, what is not, what is real, what it isn't. Was she a saint? Was she a villain? Was she a voodoo queen? Was she not? What we can take is the fact that Marie Laveau lived in the beautiful blended line of being a villain 
in some people's stories and then a saint in others. So depending on who's telling the story, it will turn from hero to anti-hero. And this is very real. If you are a woman in this lifetime or any, if you are a woman living in the divine feminine energy, you will learn how to live in this duality that you will be a villain in some people's stories and you will be a hero to others. And then you choose who gets to call you saint or a villain. And that and that's the control and free will that you have. Two, if anything that we learned from Marie Laveau's life is that she was tapped into her spiritual life, that she was being useful and helpful to others. So may your spiritual practices strengthen you, but also help you be supportive of others. As she was in the eulogy, the Catholic Church dedicated to her, to the voodoo practitioners that claim her powerful and healing gifts, abilities, and her herb remedies, be useful in your gift is a lesson that we can take out of her. And the third one, whether the stories were true or not, there's power in information, there is power in secrecy, and there's power in confidence. And these are the lessons that we can take away from her life and implement in some shape or form into ours. So, was she a secret witch? Due to the legacy of this woman lasting to today and then just being known and recognized even more and finding even more records about her life, I say yes. Absolutely witchy behavior. It will be thanksgiving for some people that do celebrate thanksgiving for others that just join in with families for others that do not it doesn't matter i have an episode for you and we are going to dive into a gratitude game just to uplift spirits more than anything but if you're going to be in family i hope that you have a beautiful blessed time that you enjoy each and every one of them and if you will be by yourself join me and if your family is driving you crazy on that day join me for the five minutes of the gratitude game okay so May you have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening in. Until next time, stay with you, brujitas.